It proved difficult to tie the string around the slippery, repulsive object. The hound of the gods did not pause, but got straight on with the other eye. Night was approaching, and there was much to be done. The killer removed both eyes and secured them to the string, then exchanged the thin scalpel for the more robust knife with the serrations. The latter were a help. A human tongue was remarkably tough, and there was so much gristle to saw through with a nose, ears, and penis. The heavy cleaver came into its own with the butchery of the hands and feet. It was done. The extremities removed, tied to the string, packed under the armpits. The killer was tired, daubed in gore. Just one last thing. On hands and knees... Head right down, the hound of the gods licked up some of the blood from the corpse and spat it out. Three times, the iron taste of blood disgusting in the mouth, and three times the retching expectoration. Barbaric! Gods below, how could anyone do such things? Kedosbios, the aeronarch of Pantecopeum, did not reply to the new recruit. Instead, he looked around the big desolate room. Shards of amphorae, some recently smashed, lay about. In a corner, an indeterminate pile of sacking and wood was mantled in dust. There was an old mattress in the opposite corner, unpleasantly stained. No other furniture, no graffiti, no clothes, implements, or weapons. There was nothing of note except the horror lying on its back near the middle of the floor. The magistrate turned his attention to the corpse. Not barbaric at all. In some ways, fitting. The young man of the watch accepted the correction without demur. Kedosbios crouched down by the body. At least the weather was still cold and there were not many flies. He took one of the hideously truncated legs in both hands and pulled, manipulating it this way and that. He did the same to an arm. Seemingly satisfied, he lifted the head a little and withdrew the string from underneath. It was stiff with dried blood. Deftly, he unpacked the body parts from under the armpits. They were similarly bloodied but slimy beneath the dark crust. Stepping back, he ordered the two public slaves to wash the corpse. As the Libitinarii got busy, Kedosbios sluiced one of the severed hands with water and carefully examined it. He had been appointed Aeronarch just the previous year. He was young and only dissimulated his ambition when he thought it served. Since childhood, learning his letters with the Iliad, the example of Achilles had always been with him. Strive ever to be the best. The Libitinarii stood back. The reek of mud and blood was strong in the room now. Kedosbios gave the detached hand to the recruit and got back down over the corpse. His boots squelched in the newly formed sludge. No matter. Only a fool would go to the scene of a murder in anything other than old clothes. Kedosbios scanned the body from the cut ankles upwards. He found nothing of interest on the limbs or torso. The man had been clean-shaven. Kedosbios tipped back the chin and studied the purple groove running around the neck.
Then he prized the jaw open and inserted his fingers into the bloody ruin of a mouth, delicately feeling about. Standing again, he told the Libitinarii to turn the body over and wash the back. Who founded this city? Thrown by the unexpected question, the recruit was a moment answering. The Miletians? No, before that, in the Age of Heroes. Medea's brother Absyrtus. He was given the land by the Scythian king Agaitis, the boy said with a certain civic pride. Cadospios nodded and crouched low. He peered at some small purple blotches on the back of the corpse, wondering at their meaning. Then his fingers traced several rows of tiny indentations. Close inspection revealed they were linked by faint white lines.